minutes. We're Perrysburgians or Sylvanians or Mamians. Don't forget the Northwoodians. They count too. I just don't know how many Northwoodians listen. Like 12. Uh, 5.37 on Tuesday, December 10th. We are quite tickled. Like a young child on Christmas morning opening their gifts. We are happy you're here with us. It's Eric and Floyd, the morning reboot. A busy Tuesday show. Um, let's talk a lot about splitting up in the first uh, first couple of minutes of the show here leading up to 6 o'clock where I've rearranged some things and I'd like to kind of debut or at least, I don't want to call it a test run, a first run. Um, uh, a dress rehearsal... Available to everybody after 6 o'clock. Okay. We'll get to that shortly after 6 o'clock. Uh, perhaps the worst fat, fast food experience ever. That's after 7 o'clock. Also fast food-ish. Tacos and Trivia Tuesday. And it took me till 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon to figure out what the theme should be for Lights Before Christmas tickets. I thought of a theme after we left and I was like, oh, he got it. What did you think of? Toledo Zoo Trivia. No. It's been around for a minute. No. I like, okay. I like to be topical. So we're going to go with Sesame Street. Okay. You don't like? No. Mm. Yeah, it's fine. It's Sesame Street. I sense dismay. No, 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 no. It's 50 years. There's there's stuff there. I hope there's stuff there. So Just the, don't play the audio again. <laughs> Mr. Stuffleupagus, <laughs> the irony of, uh, of, of the puppeteer passing away and Sesame Street getting Kennedy honors in the same weekend. Oh. I just yeah, I just thought about that when you said that. So that's seven thirty lights before Christmas tickets. Panel full of ladies. I think you will enjoy today's questions as well. I think I will get high marks for today's questions. We'll do that after eight o'clock. Jeffy McGee will be here to talk about a lot of things. Maybe the biggest bomb of a movie of all time. Uh, so we'll do that. We've got a busy show. If you miss any part of it, please, please, please listen to the podcast. It's song free and commercial free. Four one text. Uh, Eric to 419-240-1055. Uh, anytime this morning, you'll get a link for the podcast. Today's episode will be posted once we're done, which will be close to 10 o'clock. 540, good morning. It's Eric Chase and the one and only Floyd. Hi. So the first like 20 minutes of the show here is we not, I don't want to say that this is like the warm-up of the show because for some people this is the only part they get to listen to and we've got to be as good now as we are the rest of the show i always think of it as the monologue banter before like a talk show perfect boom let's talk about uh relationship separation so i made myself let's see was it over the weekend yes saturday i made myself um look there's plenty to do that's cold weather oriented this time of year and mm-hmm. I just don't get along well with that. So I decided to, to dig in and when I put something in the notes in my in my app on my phone, it's it's gospel. It's gotta okay. get done. Ooh, come on, Kanye, the so, gospel. So I made a list of movies to watch because things I want to go back for that are mm-hmm. now video on demand, things that are just hitting, things that will come out soon or things that I might have missed but better going to get nominations. We'll call them hibernation, cinematic, cinematic whatever, you know. Cinematic. 
<laughs> it's your hibernation cinematic playlist. I'm gonna blow through this list. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it real fast in the air. Okay. Okay. Transit, uncut, uncut gems, marriage story, parasite, once upon a time in Hollywood, crawl under the silver lake. I don't want to see Richard Jewell now after I read what it's about. Uh, waves and the king. I started last I night. Of three of those movies. I started last night, and movies now are so long. I like like I watched The Irishman last week. I had to split it up into three nights. That movie was three hours and thirty minutes long. That's the Jimmy Hoffa movie, yeah, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. And I had no idea that he uh, was killed or disappeared in Detroit. Oh yes, his it, body is somewhere. I had no idea that that story connected the, the two major cities in my life, Philadelphia mm-hmm. and Detroit. So it it, it was fine. It, I mean, like I felt like I was watching Good Goodfellas, Two K nineteen. Okay, but I I, I started the most decorated, at least with nominations, Golden Globes movie yesterday. The Marriage Story. Never heard of it. You've seen advertisements or something. It's it's Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Ooh, one of my favorites. And so the plot is they're getting divorced. And they're starting in New York. The breakup begins to happen. Mm. And, uh, and, and you don't go through the part where they begin to... To, to fade away from one another. Okay. You kind of start in the middle as they begin uh, separation proceedings. And I'm about halfway through it. And that's a lengthy movie, too. Yeah, about two, two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. It, it's got six Golden Globe nominations. You can take that or leave that. But obviously, two pretty good actors, actresses. Mm-hmm. Some other uh, familiar faces show up, including Laura Dern, who is aging gracefully. Beautifully and with great amounts of sex appeal. Lardern, she was the female scientist in Jurassic Park. Yes, she was um, the blonde-haired woman. She's also in Little Women. Yes, yes she's yes, had yes. she's a lot of big roles mm-hmm. now, but she is far sexier now than the way I found her when I was a, a, a teen. What Ray Liotta's in it. Yes, and he's not as awkward. Ray Liotta can be a scary-looking guy, right? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm terrified of him. Yeah, his, his face doesn't look like he looks like in that cigarette commercial. Okay, if you say so. So, it, 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 probably rightly so to get decorated with all these nominations because of uh, because of the cast listing and whatever else. It's a pretty cast. So, I, I've never been close to anybody who has been going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. I've just been on the periphery of it. I got to tell you, watching it makes me now, even now, I like to think that everything in our life is temporary. Mm. I don't see myself because my, t- people say, what, what's, what's your problem with tattoos? I have no problem with tattoos other than they are permanent mm-hmm. and I don't like things long enough for permanency in my life. <laughs> and I consider myself another human being like that. Through all my time on this planet so far, I've not found that person. Uh-huh. It's unlikely that I will. That doesn't mean I, I, I don't value relationships. But now after watching people who just wanted to Sit down in a room with a mediator and have a divorce. They'd realize that yeah. they'd, they'd grown apart. Get into the process. Now, granted, you're talking about affluent people and the Laura, the Laura Dern character. Mm-hmm. She's the go-after-everything type okay. divorce attorney. The one word that I kept coming back to, watching them descend from simple mediation mm-hmm. to fighting over a kid and wanting to take everything from mm-hmm. someone else the, the lawyers really created the the acrimony it was excruciating to watch was it um and that's what 
But see, I feel like when it's award season, it's those movies that push that push buttons, and like you're just like, ooh, ooh, like you know what I mean. But people go through that. They did. Yeah. I went through it, but I didn't realize the depths of it because I was literally like ten or eleven. But like people and children and families go through that, and there are legit lawyers out there who are just like, ah. Whose life can I wreck today while making someone else's life better but still ruining a family? Yeah. I mean, they don't think like that, but in the long they run. They might. Right. But in the long run, they're kind of like cha-ching. But um, uh, looking at this cast and the premise of the movie, I can think I could set aside two hours and 17 minutes. And last night, I started it about 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. knowing that I wouldn't be able to finish it because I wanted to watch the football game last night that came on around 8.20 or so. And I did flip over to it, but I was a, having a hard time pulling myself away from this movie. Mm-hmm. And this is, there are no capes, there's no sci-fi, <laughs> but I do appreciate good acting. And I, I, th- I've i always been a Scarlett Johansson fan. Mm-hmm. But I'm a late bloomer to her, I admit it. For whatever reason, it, it could just be in, intrinsic, I don't know, I don't, I don't put any gender thing into mm-hmm. this, but I've always been drawn more to actors, men. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's with dislike as well. But last night, Scarlett Johansson was just pulling me in. Like she was incredible. She, she did she get nominated for actress? I don't know if okay. in this film. I don't know, but the film overall, it it did again six Golden Globe nominations. I'll give you one example mm-hmm. of. And Pete and and I'm guessing that a large majority of people listening right now or at whenever they get to the show have been through this, whether in in actual marriage and that dissolution or just a really serious relationship that didn't go right. And just watching this again makes me not want to ever get married. So one example, which, again, the nuance of going from... Was she? She did get nominated. Yep, yep, yep. The nuance of going from we just want to sit in a room, divide up our stuff, and realize that we don't love each other to... Uh, her her move so she goes to LA where her family is. They mm-hmm. have a they have a son, a seven year old, and the kid after staying with his mom for several weeks says to his dad, and, and I hope this is a mo- modest spoiler, but you could expect it in a divorce movie. Um, his dad fully expecting that they'll all eventually live in New York. Mm-hmm. Several weeks, couple of months as they're going through this, the kid says. I like my friends here more. So he wants to stay in LA, which the dad had uh, no plans of. I, I was, uh, and you know what? And that hit me because I remember my mom and dad got divorced. My first thing I said was, I want to live with my dad because I liked Arizona. I didn't know Ohio. You know what I mean? So it's not anything against the child, but like as I grew older, I realized how much that hurt my mom for me. And even when we got here, I was like, I hate it here. I didn't even give it a, I didn't even give here a chance. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I hate it here. Like, anytime I didn't get my way, I hate it here. I want to go with my dad. But like, when I got older and became more mature and my mind started developing, my mom had my best interest in hand, which to my fault, I didn't realize until I was like 21 or 22. Like, I was a grown man before I was just like, damn, I'm happy I'm here. Cause like, looking at his journey, my dad's journey, I would not have made it in Atlanta. <laughs> you, you might have. It's hot down there. You might have. But like, no, I, I, when you said that, I like my friends better. I was like, ooh. I remember telling my mom so many times as like a youth, a teenager, young adult, why are we here? I hate it here. I wish I would have just stayed with them. And like, 
that's gut wrenching for any parent. And don't take it out on your kids. We don't mean it. We we honestly it, don't know any better. We're just like, what the hell's going on? It's been something for me as my parents who got separated and never actually divorced. Uh huh. But to see the nuance of it is eye-opening to me. Yeah. It makes me just want to keep adopting dogs and oh, true story. relationships. Uh, more breakups next on Q. Good morning. Sorry, nerd moment. The, the, the Jawas. Yeah, so funny. 5.52 of the morning reboot. Good morning. It's Q105. Welcome to the show. It's Eric and Floyd. We're glad you're here. You can text in 419-240-1055. Lots to give away today. Tacos and Trivia Tuesday. Lights before Christmas. 7.30. Panelful Lady. More prize. Panelful Ladies. More prizes after 8 o'clock. We have a lot of cool things going on. Coach for Kids is still happening. The Can Jam happens this weekend. Please check out the website, q1055.com, for more. We'll come back to the other part. Floyd's part of the the breaking up in just a second. So now you're a 1,000% in for oh, uh, I, I, for Baby Yoda and me? I was in before I even saw it, but yesterday, like I said, off air, I, was, I had some free time, and I was just like, you know what? Why not? I'm here. Let's do it. So I busted out. Three episodes where I was, and then finished up with the fourth at home, and then you told me there was a fifth one. I thought I was all caught up. Yeah, it comes out Fridays. Who's your... Oh, it comes out Friday this Friday? Yeah, it comes so out I... Fridays, except next week, I think, the next week comes out Wednesday, so that people can watch it, then go see the next Star Wars movie, which I want to ask you, who's your all-time favorite Star Wars character? Oh, Daddy Vader. Is he? He's right there tattooed okay. on my body, and all then right. it goes Princess Leia. You've seen... The last two... I've seen all of them. I, I, have, a, I have a theory. Uh-oh. I'll tell you off the air. Okay. So I saw, I'm watching this movie, The Marriage Story, mm-hmm. and I want to finish it tonight, and it's just excruciating to watch people split up like that when the acrimony wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And you have some some connections that are going I, through this? Yeah, you talking about it, I was... Oh, you're talking about my other thing? The thing that you want... And you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some things no, for. I thought you were talking about, like, yeah, I, I want to see this movie because it sounds like a movie about my life. Um, no, so I have two friends that are recently... They're they're going through a divorce. We'll put it that way. They're going through a divorce and... Before, Wait, is it a, like an actual... Like a separation? Are, oh, no, they're, there's... They're married? There's divorces. Like, rings need to be given back and the one person's already moved out. Paperwork? Oh, yes. And, oh, okay, all Absolutely. Right. Like, it's finito. Like, it's... You bring up this person's name to one person, they're given a dirty look. Vice versa. So, um, upon getting together, and they were together on and off for about, let's say, five or six years. Then they did the deed of, oh, will you marry me? However, person A had a cat. Person B had a cat. They have now joined in holy matrimony. They have now got a third pet together. But now that everything is falling apart... Everything's playing out on Facebook, and I try to keep their identity secret. But person A thinks they should have cat three, and person B thinks they should have cat three because they per, one person pays for food, one person's actually bought the cat. So it's like a custody battle for the animals. And for once in my life, I don't have any advice because I'm just like... Well, hell, I don't know. Like, on the outside looking in, I'm kind of just like, give the cat to someone else. That way it's taken out of the situation. But and then I'm like, eh, That seems like a reasonable compromise. D- for me, who's not emotionally right. attached to the animal, you know what I mean? It's like, for me, third party who's watching this unfold on social media, which is, first off, a no-no anyway. I'm just like, well, give the cat to a cousin. Give, give the cat to a, a close friend where you guys can both see it and have joint visits 
with this person. I don't know. But neither one of them are letting up. And a friend of mine texts, he's like, are you watching this drama unfold? And I go, no, I don't really care. I hit their updates. He's like, no, you should go see the latest How old one. are these people? Um, I'm 36. Probably in their 30s. I don't think anyone's in their 20s. And We've been drinking a long time together. We'll talking all way. this stuff on Facebook. I'll give, they're not talking negative about each other. It's kind of just like... Are they letting Facebook friends act like the jury? That's the thing. I don't think we really care, to be honest, because like... Yeah, one got more likes than the other, but there's not really... You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like, if that's oh, how we're judging. But, like, no one's really commenting. Like, we're all mutual friends, but, like... The point is, don't put it out there. Right. Like, I, I wouldn't even know there's a custody battle if there was a cat if you didn't put it out there. But now I'm just like, well, so-and-so seems more involved in the cat because they keep sharing more posts about the cat. But then again, I'm like, well, person B is kind of just like, well, that's my cat because I feel emotionally attached to it. And person A is like, well, you shut up, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, ah. I don't know what's going to happen, but like I said, it's, <laughs> what do you do? Because like, for me, I'm just like, I, if I wasn't allergic, I'll take the cat and you can visit on Monday, Tuesday. I keep it by myself on Wednesday and then Thursday, Friday, you can come visit. But on the weekend, it's me and the cat's time. I, I think that's a good <laughs> I compromise. don't know, but. I, two, two things here. If you're, if you're, and there, I, I have a lawyer friend that I know on Facebook. He's, he has a very good meme game. Aaron, Aaron M., Okay. Is he friends of yours on Facebook? I no. Okay, Aaron Aaron has good memes. He's also a, a lawyer and he posted something about just that. Like, don't put all of that out there on Facebook. And I forget what why why he said don't do that other than, you know, the obvious. Unless it's not I, I was like, hey, put it out there. It's evidence for, for lawyers. But that's just immature. And the other thing that I hate to think like this, but whenever the idea of would you sign a prenup comes up? Unfortunately, no matter if you're rich and affluent and afraid of losing everything or mm-hmm. you have everything to lose or you have nothing at all, you still have something. I, uh, right right now, on this radio with this microphone, I would say regardless, I would sign the any kind of prenup because you have to assume the worst that you, it's going to go you, sideways. And, and you know what? And I was, I remember we talked about this when we first went on air and I was just like, no, no, no. But like after like, Going through a relationship for a year, or and then seeing other people go through stuff, and mine's was is is not dramatic at all. My the end of mine was not dramatic, but seeing what other people went through, I'm kind of like, yeah, we're 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 gonna kind of need this little other piece of paper to break everything down for us at the end, because it's kind of just like when people talk about their baby daddy or baby mama on Facebook. I'm just like, well, they weren't that bad when you when you laid down for a minute to create an heir to your throne. You you did. <laughs> you know what I mean? So love like, or greatly care for yeah. this person. And so every there's going to be a lot of engagements over the next couple of weeks. And I think we have this is not like small sample size theater. I and if you want me to look up the number, I think there's been so many if it's shifted one way or another, it's a percentage point or two. I would say of all those pictures that we're going to see in the next couple of weeks, those people who look into each other's eyes as we would hope we could right. an, another human being, half of them are going to wind up at the very least disliking <laughs> one so, another so, before they're done. So dark. Half. half. And also, also, as, as someone who's on social media, like religiously, I do not care that you got down on one knee in front of a Christmas tree. I don't care. Like if I see it, I kind of just go, meh. I won't I'm going to like this meme. What'd I you say? I, I I won't say that because it comes off as me being cranky. No, 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 no. I, I'm all about the 
the fanfare and like you proposed, it was your dream proposal, all that jazz. I, much like when you donate to a charity, I don't need to know. Just do it. And, and it's not being negative. I'm all about okay. love and getting and getting proposed to. But like, oh, he popped the question. I'm like, oh, you guys been together for a month. Calm down. Oh, when it, mm. yeah, I should have led with that. Like, y'all haven't even been there together that long. The proposal took longer than the relationship. I, Hush. I, I'm pregnant. And I said if he got me pregnant, he has to... Uh, oh, yeah. Six o'clock, uh, the morning reboot, Q105. We will uh, dry run a dress rehearsal, a new game, in just a couple of minutes on the morning reboot. Q105. 613. The morning reboot. Good morning. It's Eric and Floyd. Make sure if you miss any part of the show, one, don't. So just get the podcast. Text Eric to 419-240-1055. We'll get the podcast link for the show, and it will be posted after we're done later on this morning. The Q Can Jam is Friday at Food Town Fresh Market to benefit the Toledo Northwestern Ohio Food Bank. There is more on our website, Q1055.com. We would like to see you Friday if you can. Uh, we were going to do One Has to Go, mm-hmm. but uh, I figured I'd rearrange this a little bit. Are you familiar, with, and maybe you've done this, do you ever say, that's 10 out of 10? No, but I heard people say it. Okay. So, I'm going to give you three choices. Okay. I want you to give me the one that you believe is closest to 10 out of 10. Okay. 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 That's okay. It's kind of easy. It is me, so. <laughs> you said it's kind of easy. You know, I'll find some way to botch it. No, you'll be fine. Low pressure here. Botch it sounds like hibachi. I'm hungry. After playing what we do with Bethany on Fridays, watching Philip start to shake in anxiety. Really? <laughs> First up, which one of these is 10 out of 10? Um, I think it happened last weekend. I don't know if there will be another one. A downtown trolley ride bar hopping. That, lights before Christmas, all to yourself and a friend. Free Uber for an entire weekend. Ooh, oh, weekend. Which of those is 10 out of 10 for you? Ah, uh, we'll do the lights before Christmas, 10 out of 10. All, all to yourself? Yeah, let's okay. rent the park and feel like I'm an A-lister. Okay. Um, the zoo, sorry, not park. I'm going to give you my favorite flavor, which I do actually enjoy now, and I'm, I'm trying to expand my taste, but um, a black cherry white claw. Mm. Is that your favorite? No. What's your favorite? Grapefruit. Ru- is it the ruby grapefruit? Okay. Mm-hmm. Ruby grapefruit white claw, your preferred Starbucks beverage. I, f- I didn't remember. Give it to me. Trenta. <laughs> I have my voice. Trenta iced coffee. Oh, Trenta iced coffee, two shots of espresso, four pumps of sugar-free vanilla, and light 2% milk. Also, please make it no classic. Okay, that ruby grapefruit white claw or your favorite cup of tea. Mm, Which of those is closest? 10, 10 out of 10? Oh, you know what? I got to go with my Starbucks. That's 10 out of 10. Okay. That's fuel to go without feeling all hungoverish and stuff. I came across a story yesterday that I was going to share on social about... um. Hey, you know it's the you know you got gingerbread latte now, but here are some holiday hacks for Starbucks, <laughs> and they all seem like a lot of work. They do, don't they? Every hack, it like even like the secret menu at certain places, you're like, oh, just grant me a cheeseburger. Like it, <laughs> I felt like the people who go, I'll never go to che- self checkout because I don't pay to bag my own stuff. 
Uh, I, people say that? Yes. Oh, man, I got to self-check out the background stuff and get out. Right, 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 right. Uh, um, yeah, But yeah, the, all these hacks look like you had to order certain things and then do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, which one of these is 10 out of 10? Free Spotify for a year. Free Netflix for a year. I only bring it up because it's that time of year. Free Spotify for a year. Free Netflix for a year. Free Planet Fitness for a year. I'd probably I'd say Planet Fitness ten out of ten because I did the unthinkable yesterday. What's that? Canceled my Spotify. How come? I don't really use it. Okay. I, like and they took money out my on my bank account the other day. I go, you know what? This is something you could part with because you you have Apple Music. You could turn on YouTube anytime you want to hear some songs. Calm down. See, I would I would probably Planet Fitness because tis the season. Now, nice. if you would have asked that in like March, I would have been like, mm, probably Spotify. And nice. I mean. I think it is. Well, you don't work over there anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I guess you're not really close to one. But it's nice to have that treadmill to mm-hmm. go walk on if you want in the middle of winter. Yeah. Next up, which of these is close to 10 out of 10? Sidelines garbage fries. Oh, why did you do this to me? Bar Louis loaded tots. Oh! Taco Bell nachos bel grande. Okay, well, no Taco Bell. And I've actually never had the Bar Louis tots. Bacon, scallions, cheese. Which one of those is 10 out of 10 for you? I have to stick with my, my, my garbage fries. Okay. That's my 10 yeah, out of 10. I got to get those. Oh, they're so good. Next up. Now, th- these are not all intimate. It's just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Affectionate. affectionate. Okay, okay. Um, or, or your preferred way of receiving them. Which one of these close to 10 out of 10? Kisses from your favorite dog or pet. Okay. Kisses from your significant other. Mm-hmm. Kisses from your mother. Oh, which of those is ten out of ten? I love my mom. I'm not really like a smooch on the cheek or lips tight child. I was never that kid. I do love her, but I'm not a Mwah, see you later. I probably say animal because they'll keep coming back with affection no matter what. Yep. Yeah. 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 You, you don't want it. Last up, which of these is closest to a ten out of ten, or ten, you, which one would you label ten out of ten? The perfect show for us, the perfect performance at George's, mm. the perfect performance at the SpongeBob musical, <gasps> which you'll be attending later this month. Oh God, which of those is 10 out of 10? I'd probably say the perfect show for us, because we were the little show that couldn't, and we're still here. So there, you definitely Speak that. For yourself. Well, well, I mean. I had no doubts. <laughs> I didn't have doubts either, but... I mean, here's the thing about the the Deja aspect. I could always just redo a performance that was just like flopped. As with SpongeBob, if it flops, I'm only seeing it once. And you were given the ticket? And I was given the ticket. As with us, we have to stay fresh and vibrant all the time. And we have to put the work in. Mm-hmm. So, And with Deja, uh, there, there are far more people who are drunk watching Deja than there are listening to us. Though I can't confirm that. You, <laughs> that is true, but and also, like I said, like with uh, with a stage performance, as with any entertainer knows, famous or not, you are going to have your bad performances of a song you like, and then, but guess what? You get to you get to re you get to redeem yourself. That's what I'm looking for. If like say say I do like a Katy Perry medley, and I'm like, ooh, this is horrible. I get to do it again then next week and be like, okay, this is what we can do to make it better. We can do the same thing here. 
If yesterday sucked, we can make today better. Uh, some good news if you're looking to save some money in your gas bill. And what else? We are a very depressed place. Uh, <laughs> not like economically. That, that arrow, I think, is going up, or at least diagonally up. But uh, emotionally. We'll do that in news next. Good news, bad news, breaking news, fake news, local news, and even real news. And yeah. Just the news you need with the morning reboot with Eric Chase on Q105. Hi. Hello. 633. Lloyd's got papers. Be ready to roll. Mm-hmm. You have uh, you've gas at your house. You've gas and electric at your apartment. I do. Your gas prices should be lower this year. Hopefully. Last week, Columbia announced that the December rate would be about 37 cents per 100 cubic feet um, down 23 cents from a year ago. Put more simply, the average estimated December bill for Columbia gas customers will be about $88 compared to $112 last year, a savings of about 23 bucks. Remember how much your most expensive gas bill was last year? Yes. How much? <clears throat> 50 That's really cheap. Now I have a small apartment. It's like a living room, a kitchen, and a bedroom. Where do you keep your thermostat at in the wintertime? I have a furnace. Oh, so it's either like on... It's either hot or chilly. Okay. Cool. Why did I say that so aggressively? Let me say it again. It's either hot or chilly. Room temperature is, in, is important to comfort. A room temperature? I don't even know what that is. It's either tropical or Antarctica. Well, I mean, and it, is that it, in a room... That's a whole house. Yeah, and you have rooms and you have temperatures. Yes, yeah. room temperature. Yeah, so listen, I am. I've been known to crack a window in the in the winter. <laughs> like it's a blizzard I, outside. I'm like, it is hot as hell. I lived in one place. I had oh. something. I had the baseboard furnace. And, uh-huh. and yeah, I, I it was either cold or or Hades, mm-hmm. and I would turn on Hades and open a window. So I, I've <laughs> that's been what there. I do. That's what I do. I'm like. The mayor's administration wants to allocate more money in next year's budget to improve Engage Toledo, the city's customer service arm, <clears throat> excuse me, that answers calls and online complaints from, from residents. Councilman Tyrone Riley, who represents District 1, said he hears complaints from residents who were told their service request through Engage Toledo would be completed in a two-week window, yet it sits unaddressed for months. He wants to make sure the increased budget allocation would mean better results. City figures show... Engaged Toledo has fielded over 80,000 calls and 8,500 requests through the mobile app so far this year. Uh, the top requests for service are yard or structure concern, pothole, tree damage, water backup leak or flooding, tree or tree stump maintenance request. I had no idea that there was an app for all this. I did not know that either. Get you a phone and download that app. And I'm actually kind of surprised that potholes aren't number one ahead of yard or structure concern. <clears throat> Do you think... I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Because I don't think, do you think it's like <clears throat> seasonal, like some stuff? But like, I feel like potholes are year round for us. Um, I think potholes are more concentrated, I guess, <clears throat> from late winter mm-hmm. through maybe even early summer. Late winter to late winter. Boom. Um, recently, we were named the number two most depressed mid-sized city based on surveys by the CDC. The study indicates there are a number of factors that can impact mental health, including genetic stress, environment, physical health, finances, and maybe mo- uh, above 
a lot of those for many people, divorce. Mm. Cities that ranked the lowest for depression were Miami, New York, and Washington, D.C. I'm guessing Miami because of <clears throat> uh, the sunshine. Well, probably. New York City, I think because you've chosen to live there and you have decided to make it work. And you're always on the go and you don't have time to think about your mental health. Always something to do. <laughs> you're always on the go. And Washington, D.C. because it's filled with megalomaniacs. Hmm. Mm. Uh, the most depressed, yeah, the, the most depressed list for bigger places goes Grand Rapids, Cincinnati, Birmingham, Rochester, New York. I'm kind of surprised Salt Lake City is there. Mm. I think there's a lot of but, outdoor things for people to entertain themselves with. But there. there's a lot of stuff <clears throat> factoring in that because, like, aren't they like a deepest religious community too? Like, Salt that, Lake, could, that could also pro- play in Mormons. Yeah, yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, the other Ohio places that are on this bigger city list, Columbus at number nine, kind of surprising. And Cleveland at 13, surprising that it's way past Columbus. And I think mm. when I was looking at these charts, in as far as mid-sized cities, we were two. I think number one was like Charleston, West Virginia. Okay. I know there's a lot of opioid issues, maybe more so than here in West Virginia. Mm. <clears throat> Uh, the TFT versus TPD hockey game happened on Saturday night, and there was a pro hockey game after that. And the teddy bear toss collected 5,631 teddy bears. Nice. <clears throat> for uh, Lucas County Children's Services and beyond. TPD welcomed a new canine officer to the force. Mako was on the streets last week. On Monday, he got to meet uh, the chief. He is trained in apprehension, narcotics, and area and article searches. He's almost two years old. He's replacing JJ, who retired on Friday because of hip issues. Oh, JJ. I don't know if Mako was the dog that was out with us on Friday at the mall, but there was okay. definitely a, a canine officer out there. Mm-hmm. And he, he was kind of skittish. <clears throat> I mean... He's a rookie. He's a, he'll be good. Well, I don't know if that was him or not, but that dog that was skittish can do all kinds of like drug searches. He just doesn't like being around lots of people. <clears throat> sounds, sounds like, like me. someone I know. <laughs> I was like, sounds like you. Uh, three Buckeyes, two current and one former, will be in New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony on Saturday night. Uh, their def- uh, their defensive uh, star Chase Young, Justin Fields, their quarterback Joe Burrow, <clears throat> who was the quarterback for LSU, originally started his career. At Ohio State and Oklahoma's Jalen Hurts were named finalists on Monday for college football's prestigious individual award. Burrow, the LSU quarterback, again, transferred from Ohio State. He is the overwhelming favorite to win. Ohio State is the first school to have multiple finalists. Wow. <clears throat> Since 2016. <laughs> I, like, I can pick up for you. Sorry, when, o- when Oklahoma quarterback Baker Mayfield and their wide receiver D.D. Westbrook finished third and fourth respectively, Young, a junior defensive end, is the first defensive player invited to the ceremony since Michigan's Jabril Peppers in 2016 and just the ninth since 1982. The winner of the Heisman is announced Saturday night. And by the way, um, I would say that all of those players, Joe Burrow included, who doesn't even play there anymore, are, uh, are because of Urban Meyer. And that's why Ohio State is so much further ahead of not only Michigan, but the rest of mm-hmm. the Big Ten. Just a different kind of recruit um, they brought to Ohio State. And I think I heard last night, it might have changed, but, but your team, Clemson, opened as a favorite against Ohio State. They did. I don't, you don't say my team. I do not need that hate mail. I just know Clemson as the orange team with the paw. Yeah, the Tigers. Oh, they're the Tigers. Yep. All right. Yep. yep. See, so how much I know. Looks like they're a, they're a favorite, but but you never know. Every, they always have those statistics out, and then sure things change. Yeah, for especially sure. in in 
what's like three weeks and then four weeks to the title game. I mean, there's a lot of sitting around for these teams that play at the end of the year. And I, 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 I think the year the, the Buckeyes won the national title, like 2014 or 15, I think they were a pretty heavy underdog to Oregon, mm-hmm. and they hammered Oregon. Right. The Ducks. Yes. Wah, wah. Uh, 640 with the morning reboot on Q105. Golden Globes nominees are out. We will get to that and some disappointment by fans and maybe not so much from the directors who made those movies and Steve Harvey after another <laughs> Miss Universe gaffe. All before seven. <laughs> you know why I couldn't feel his face? Ha <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can say it on air. Drugs? Okay, that, that's a better answer than what I was going for. What were you going to say? I Stop putting your face in the place it shouldn't be. Oh, 653, the morning reboot, Q105. I do really like his new song called Heartless. I like it too. I, I, you know, music, I feel music. We always get that rut between like end of summer into like holiday season. But like Dua Lipa has a new song out. He has a new song out. Oh, that's me singing on my phone. Um, I, I, I like the transition from like holiday music to like, Songs that are be our like our spring hits. Like I like this because like people know they're around, but they don't know them until like the sun's out and they're like in their car with their tops down. Like, does that make sense? No, no. You know what I'm talking about? You know what? Like, no. We we have that transition from like summer to holiday music, and then like our artists bring out their songs. Like his new song is going to be more popular when spring is around. Like, and we're going to be like, oh, I love this new weekend song. I'm like, oh, that's been out since, like, November. Okay, all right. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, okay. I get you now. All right. Um, speaking of not feeling your face and drugs, I'll see if we can fit the juice. We'll get to the Juice World story, if not now, in Ooh. the next hour of entertainment. There were drugs and guns. I read that, yes. Keep it sucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you don't want to see anybody lose their life, especially not that young, but yeah. there were some drugs involved. And the... the, the Bottom line, the autopsy is still inconclusive, but there were some drugs involved, and um, maybe it's just hearsay. So, uh, Golden Globes hit yesterday as we were wrapping up, and this the, the movie that I hope to finish tonight, Marriage Story, leads the film nominee for the 7th Annual Golden Globe Awards. It's got six nominations. Now, if you're wondering what it is, it's Carl Johansson, Adam Driver, uh, and it's a Netflix-only movie. It mm-hmm. is about the dissolution of a marriage and going through a divorce, and it, it has only... Um, furthered me away from ever wanting to marry anybody because it's excruciating to watch two people who simply just wanted to separate. Uh, where I'm at, they're beginning to get at each other's throats. And, I'm, and that's one of those things. If I ever went down that road of marriage, I wouldn't even, I know it's probably illegal, but I wouldn't even, we would just separate. Like, don't talk to me. I won't talk to you. How about, how about just like love one another? Love is better than a piece of paper. Like, yeah, isn't I mean, marriage just like, a piece of paper at a huge fancy ceremony? And if they have better Uh-oh. benefits than you do? Uh-oh, here come the marriage rights crusaders, Eric. Um, others that did well with five nominations, The Irishman, which I watched last week on Three Nights. It, are you a, Are you that? Are you Scorsese, De Niro, Pacino? You see I'm interested in the Jimmy Hoffa story, so okay. I would definitely watch it. Then you'll point. like it. Yeah. The middle is... Slow, like it gets into like dirty, grimy, dirty, grimy technical union okay. business. Okay. But the the like ends with, like with any biopic, we know the beginning, and then there's the meat, which is the actual biopic, and then the ending. The meat is not the very middle is not real tasty. Okay, okay. So the it, it, 
But I think you'll enjoy it if you're a Jimmy Hoffa person because okay. I, I just knew that I'm he disappeared. Yeah. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, also with five. That's on my list to watch. The Joker and the Two Popes landed four. On the television side, um, Chernobyl. Did you get around to that? No, but you made me watch a clip of right. the actual reaction right. scene. I was like, ooh. I can only guess that Chernobyl will clean up in, in a lot of categories. Uh, Chernobyl, The Crown, and Unbelievable will get four TV nods, following with three for Barry, Big Little Lies, Fleabag, and Fosse Verdon. I don't know that. Ooh, that's that Nef- uh, FX show with um, Michelle Williams. Okay. Uh, the Kaminsky Method and The Morning Show, Apple's debut show, got some noms, and so did Succession, which I know people lot on HBO, like like on HBO. And this is also the first year I was it was watching my entertainment shows. The first year in the Golden Globe histories that none of the none of the major networks have a nomination in the drama or comedy department. Uh, to that point, leading the film distributors is Netflix with 17 nominations. So that's that's film. But mm-hmm. Netflix also leads TV with 17 nominations. And HBO has long been there. Yep. Uh, they've got 15 nominations. Slick. It happens on the 5th from 8 o'clock uh, on the 77th annual Golden Globes at Ricky Gervais hosting. Yep. ABC, NBC, Fox, CBS, all got shut out. After the... Um, after the nominations came out, the 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 furor and outrage began. That while some uh, female produced movies received nominations, mm-hmm. the directors and producers did not get the nominations mm-hmm. to go with them. Uh, in the case of Netflix's "When They See Us," it didn't get any love from the nominations. But Ava DuVernay isn't sweating it, and I greatly appreciate her uh, her thought on this. Uh, the four-part miniseries chronicled the real-life stories of the Exonerated Five, a group of teens who were wrongfully accused of raping a woman in Central Park. It earned 15 Emmy nominations and scored two wins at the awards in September, including one for lead actor uh, Jarell Jerome, but none yesterday. These things are cher- are the cherry on top. Um, in response to fans hoping she still had an amazing morning, the Sunday is yummy with or without it, and this one has been particularly delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Honey Boy director, Alma Harrell, took to Twitter following the 2020 nominations to voice her frustrations with the lack of female directors nominated in a year that was stacked with critically acclaimed films directed by women. Good morning to everyone that's writing me about the Golden Globes. I feel you, but you know this. I was on the inside for the first time this year. These are not our people, and they do not represent us. Do not look for justice in the award system. We are building a new world. In a follow-up tweet, she mentioned some of the directors she felt were snubbed. Lou Lulu Wang for The Farewell, Melissa Matsukis for Queen and Slim, Mariel Heller for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Greta Gerwig for Little Women, and of course her own Honey Boy was shut out of nominations. Um, I like, um, I can uh, say her name wrong, Ava. Ava Devarney? Devarney, yeah. Um, she was on my Tamar Hall show, and she said, um, she, she, it, Getting nominated is good, and this is way before the nominations come out. Getting nominations are good, winning or nominations are good. What's even more rewarding is getting your story out there, and people are still talking about it. And yeah. she's like, and she's one of those people. She's just like, awards. If I get one, yay. If not, I still got to get my story out there. And she was like, this was such an important story to get out there, especially in the climate that we're in, and who's in office, and he ultimately played a role in it. Like she's like, everything was going against me in making this movie. She's like, I'm a woman. I'm a woman of color. This is a story that people really don't want to talk about because it kind of makes other people in the whole story look bad but like she was just like i'm just happy i got my story out there so i think more people need to take that line whether you are black or white male or female just be proud that you got to get your story out there not all i know it propels you into this universe of like 
godlike legendary people but like well to that you, point let me ask you um who won last year's best picture <laughs> brad brad pitt has won an oscar right uh, no has he not no i don't know that my point <laughs> i, mean, I don't it, know yeah it, but it, like it affords you other opportunities yeah but so does the quality of your work like uh when when they see the, the other thing is not i'm not gonna sit here and say that things aren't um an old boys network. We've got too yeah. many stories like that. I don't know who is on the Hollywood Foreign Press or, or the Academy filled with, you know, old white people. But remember, these are people's opinions. Yeah. And opinions can be very subjective. And I don't know which that one director it, is talking about. But the movies this year, you're talking about Scorsese, Tarantino, Todd Phillips, who made arguably the most profitable movie of all time with the Joker, and and some others that I saw in Best Picture. Like, where do you squeak in other ones? Not, not well, not even that, but like it's it's kind of like when you told me about the um, college football ratings. It's like a, it's like people, their opinions, they're, yeah, they're people. Like you, I don't, I don't know that, but like it's, it's just one of those things. Where like, don't let don't let your legacy and your work be described by people. Who are literally just sitting in a council? Who are just like, let's nominate this because I I actually kind of like that movie, or or they paid me this much. Like, don't let your legacy or and I think like like her. What I'm trying to elaborate on, I like her response to it, and like she didn't really go after anyone. She kind of was just like, eh, I, I woke up this morning, that. I'm still happy. Guess what? My movie's still out there. Let's all watch it together. The, these things are the cherry on yeah. top. I I appreciate her her perspective because it's it's above the fighting on Twitter yeah. and and people with agendas on both sides. Seven oh one with the morning reboot. Um, do you remember? I don't know how long ago it was, but if you Google, if you go to YouTube and search. Mm. McDonald's Eastside Toledo. You know that picture. Listen, you know that video, right? Listen, I you so, know exactly what you're going to bring up. So I want you to think about your worst fast food experience ever, and we'll see if it falls in line with this story that just happened. Not here, but it's something that people might go, only in Toledo. We'll yes. do that in less than 10 minutes. Q105. The lessons I've learned. Uh, 7.15 in the morning. Reboot on Q105. Just around... 20 minutes from now, maybe a little bit less than that, we will give you a shot at lights before Christmas tickets, tacos, and trivia Tuesday. Mm. Um, speaking of tacos, so, well, we'll get to that in one second. It's the morning reboot, Q105, 419-240-1055. I think we have all seen, or at the very least, heard about what happened at the McDonald's in the East Side years and years ago. It might have been the first time that uh, Toledo went viral <laughs> when uh, there was a small, small uh, disagreement between the McDonald's worker working the drive-through and the driver of the vehicle. They had a, an altercation. And she said, do you want to see my ultimate form? Yes. <laughs> So we're all familiar with that. You ever see the, I think uh, somebody threw a hamburger at Sean Hegarty on camera. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Do you, but, I, but I also showed you the recent one at McDonald's somewhere when the lady threw the blender at the lady. Like she flew across the floor. I don't remember that don't one. Don't mess with McDonald's employees. They're not, they're not the ones. What's, can you think of the worst local fast food encounter you've had it's so funny because yesterday i was driving running some errands on airport and it's lunchtime and that in on a dreary miserable Mm. december day that chick-fil-a was was 12 cars deep in in each Mm drive-thru so you know you get great service there is there a a time you had poor service before we get to this insane story mine uh, i wouldn't say 
I guess it would probably be in Columbus. Not, not necessarily something here. I know we, I had a show out of town and we went to through a Wendy's drive-thru. I'll say the name because it's not from here. And I got like a junior bacon cheeseburger or something. And they didn't put a patty on it. Hmm. <laughs> you have one job. Just of put, all the things you missed. You put, you and we went back through the drive-thru and the lady blamed myself and the other person I was that we took the patty off because, <laughs> because we wanted a double patty. And I go, no, what, I, honestly, I'm not going to fight with you, ma'am. There was no, there was no patty on here. It was literally just bacon, lettuce, and tomato. And she's like, oh, no, my people put a patty on there. And I go, okay, Elaine, goodbye. Like, I, I just drove off. So it's probably the first thing that stuck in my mind. Like, okay. she And I remember, like, tweeting Wendy's about it, like, it was like four years ago. Like, oh, this is unacceptable. Like, I showed him the picture. I was like, this is me opening my burger. There's no burger on it. They give you something freer. I was supposed to get coupons, but my mom moved. <laughs> so I don't even know. They're probably still singing that mailbox. Have I ever, I think I must have done it, but only in passing. So I, I have a pretty staunch rule when it comes to fast food places. Don't be complicated. As the customer, mm-hmm. don't be complicated because you're asking a lot of some of those employees right. who many of them don't care about their job. Well, I, I would say, like, if it's complicated, like, make sure it's, like, an allergy or something. Like, say, like, I eat a tomato, my throat itches. Like, can I get a burger with no tomato? That's fine. But, like, don't be like, hey, get no tomato, extra cheese, extra mayo, and then take the center bun out. But, like, don't order stuff that you can do yourself. Like, if you know that something comes on a burger and you don't like it, but it won't kill you. Take it off. Pick it off. Yeah. And <laughs> I also, and maybe this is just me being impatient, I also take issue... With people who have exorbitant orders in the drive-thru and you get stuck behind them, maybe listen, th- listen. I get it. You don't want to. You don't want to wrangle all those my, small humans in into the place. My my sister and I, if we were if we're in the drive-thru together and we see the total of the car in front of us, we'll just drive off because yeah. we're like, a, our order is going to be like eight dollars with both of us. The car in front of us. I was like 23. We're like, mm. she'll look at me like the one down the street. I said, let's go. <laughs> we just, we welcome to so-and-so. How can I take, and we just pull off. We're like, I'm not even going to wait. We lost the fast and fast food a long time ago. <laughs> so here's the story. This was not here. Thankfully, it was in a Taco Bell in Austin, Texas. Um, it happened over the weekend where police say the employee working at the drive through window ended up threatening a customer with a machete. What? Samuel Hemet, 21, allegedly wielded the 18-inch 18 18-inch 18 weapon, 18-inch weapon, after a customer had difficulty hearing him while ordering at the drive-through speaker. Something we've all encountered, right? Mhm. <laughs> yeah. Um, the customer remains identified, reportedly drove up to the speaker at the Taco Bell in Austin on a Sunday afternoon, but was having difficulty uh, communicating with with Hemet. Can you not hear? The customer asked Hemet, who then allegedly began cursing at the customer. Why don't you pull up and I will show you what I have for you, he said. When the customer drove forward, they saw Hemet was holding something out of the window. That something was a machete. Oh, no. Hemet allegedly went so far as to strike the customer's driver's side mirror before the customer drove away. No word on whether they got their meal. Security footage provided to the Austin police by the store's GM, allegedly showed Hemet running to the break room to, re- to retrieve the machete as the customer pulled up to the window. Footage also revealed that Hemet hid the machete in a nearby dumpster after the incident. 
He reportedly admitted to attacking the customer with the machete to police. Um, he was arrested Sunday on charge of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Bail set at one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Um, are you I'll allowed? Be damned if I get killed over a Nacho Supreme. Are you allowed to? <laughs> Bring your machete to work. Who like, owns a machete in 2019? Unless you live in the bayous of Louisiana and you got to chop your way through gator country, why does one own a machete? Considering the climate that we live in, uh, I, I, I too, and as I've said, I should never own a gun. I have considered owning large knives or swords. Um, I don't know if I would bring a, uh, something that's a blade the size of a machete to my place of business, but maybe it was in a rough neighborhood and he's had some trouble before. I just, I, you must have had a really, really bad day just for someone to pull up to a drive through window with a bit of a tone to literally, you must have been at your wits. Your cup must, must have raneth over if someone's just like, Talking to you with a tone, and you just go, say something else. <laughs> and you're the one who's clocked in. You know what I mean? Like, I, sir, I'm supposed to say something else. I have to order. Say something else. Like, you know what I mean? I just see, like, and I don't want to make light of it, but I just, this is a perfect SNL skit. Like, it's close. Just, it's just literally just like, I have had my day with you. I've had my moment with you. Forget about the day. Like, if, if you work, at, and this is like, like, I say to people, if, if you live in a if you're in a place where you feel like you need some level of protection, um, if you have the resources, go go elsewhere. And I apply that to this too. Forget about having a bad day. Yeah. If you work in a place where you feel you need to to holster your machete in the back room in the break room, perhaps that? you need to consider your your place of work. I mean, are they paying you that well that you couldn't you couldn't find that money elsewhere? And you just you know, as long as you bring the machete to work, you're good. I, I just. I just don't. I just want to get in the mind of someone who's at that point where they have to be like, I don't like the way this person's talking to me. I can't wait till they come to this window. It's like when you were talking about the story. I just, I just thought of the three musketeers. The guy opens the door and he's like, "Hey, can I get a so on guard?" And you know what I mean. He's just like, "What do you do in that situation? Do you just sit there and have a stare off, or you're just like, dude, this pop is not that important." Go about your day. But at that moment, you're traumatized. They're at their wits end. What the hell is happening in our world? 723, the morning reboot. We have tickets to Lights Before Christmas, which uh, when we get into Tacos and Trivia Tuesday, maybe before we we hit that sounder that you love so much, Mm. I'll play a little bit of yesterday's audio because (laughs) today's theme is uh, Sesame Street. We'll get to that next on Q105. Nothing says Toledo like tacos, trivia, and Eric Chase. We've got two of the three right now. Tacos, Taco Tuesday. On Q105's The Morning Reboot. You and I are together. Yeah. And you yell the secret word. Yeah. Boo. Boo. And all the grown-ups come running to meet me. Yeah. Oh, bird, that is a brilliant plan. I am so, I am, uh, my ears are have been assaulted by Snuffleupagus. What was... If you would have told me, was Snuffy ever to make you feel some type of way? I'd be like, no, he's gentle. There's... <laughs> who was the old... Who was the night show? Oh, it was Jimmy Kimmel who did, like, things out of context. 
What, do you remember the bit? No, like but this is re- one of them. Uh, 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 something uncensored. Something uncensored. Yeah. And we should do Sesame Street out of context. <laughs> there, oh, sure, Bird. Oh, my God. Give me the secret. Word. Here's the worst part of it. When he says, oh, Bird, give me the safe word. And Bird goes, oh, yeah. I'm just like, oh. Unnecessary censorship. Unnecessary. Jimmy Kimmel would bleep. Clean words. It was funny. Oh, that's funny. All right, let's rock and roll here. We will go to... Oh, that button's not working, right? First up is Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Good morning. Good morning. What's your safe word? (laughs) No, that's a secret. Okay. (laughs) So today, we're playing for Lights Before Christmas tickets, and uh, uh, it's been a Sesame Street kind of week. So Sesame Street is the theme. You've got one lifeline from Floyd. Um, you're first up, which means you have first crack at it. Everyone else should pay attention to uh, what you get right and wrong, if you get any wrong at all, or any right at all, okay? Okay. Big Bird's best friend, Mr. Snuffleupagus, has a first name. What is it? James? Aloysius. James mm-hmm. Henson or Aloysius? Aloysius. Awfully confident there. Okay, girl. How how big is Big Bird? Eight foot two, six foot eight, eleven foot one. I believe it's eight foot two. This is my favorite thing. Well, roughly how old is the count? One hundred or one hundred? Ah ah ah. Fifty or one point eight million years old? Ah. Uh. Uh, I, I'm with. Uh, uh, I'm thinking A, but I'm uh, not sure. What were the what were the what were the numbers again? One hundred fifty uh-huh. or one point eight million years old. One point eight. That's an old duty. Looks okay. good. Okay, <laughs> we'll go that way. <laughs> all right. Maybe the biggest Sesame Street event of all time. How old are you, Rebecca? Forty-two. You got kids. Yes. Okay. Mr. Hu- Mr. Hooper's funeral episode aired on what day in 1983 for parents and kids to watch together? Thanksgiving, the first day of fall, or election day? Fall. I'm sorry? She said fall. No. Oh. No, no, no. No. Um. Thanksgiving, the first day of fall. Election. You're, cu- you're cutting out there, Rebecca. All right, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. All right. Last question. Which resident of Sesame Street testified before Congress in in 2002? Big Bird, The Count, or Elmo? Elmo. Well, aren't you the Sesame Street savant? You got oh. them. You got them all right, Rebecca. Oh, you. Thank you, Floyd. <laughs> You're welcome. How did you know uh, Snuffy's first name was Aloysius? I'm a massive Sesame Street fan. Okay. Have ever right. seen Sesame Street Live? No, actually. Ooh. Rebecca, you're cutting out, so hold on a second. Um, Sorry, Jamie. Thanks for calling. Next time you go to Philadelphia, you should go to Sesame Place. So we drove past Sesame Street Place, place. on the way to New York. Yeah. I was like, oh, I've talked about that place. It's like Cedar Point, but uh, but with Sesame characters. But can I go being an adult? Sure, why not? Because <laughs> there's children. 
I couldn't believe that the count is 1.8 million years old. Mm, that's an old count. He looks great. He does. Ah, ah, ah. I am the count. I am the good to be. I, I like to count. The, and then the mailman comes. I am the mailman. <laughs> I deliver the mail. See, he was not dealing with the count's crap. 743 with the morning reboot on Q105. Some other details about Juice World's death have come to light, according to TMZ. We'll get to that before 8. 7.56, the morning reboot on Q105, a panel full of ladies by like 8.15 or so. Prizes for that and good questions are lined up today. Uh, it's Eric and Floyd. If you've missed any part of the show so far, you will be getting away from us after this segment or so. Get the rest of the show. Text Eric to 419-240-1055 to get the podcast link. Today's show will be posted well when it's over. A couple of quick hit things before we get into Juice World uh, and some new developments with his death. Megan Rapino is voted SI person, SI sports person of the year. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair choice, right? Yes. And remember, when the time thing comes out in a couple of days, person of the year, it's always to raise the profile of these things because we know that John mm-hmm. Legend is not actually the sexiest man right. alive. Right. Do we know who the time person is? No. It's coming. I'm trying to think who it's going to be. Mm, I have an idea. Uh, I'm sure there's some gambling gods on that. So uh, congrats to Megan Rapino. I'm, I'm sorry if you dislike her and a lot of the things that she stands for. What is, what's this Beyonce Ivy Park stuff? It's her clothing line. She just revamped it. Got it. She launched it a few, I had to explain to a lot of people. She launched it a few years ago, but it didn't do well. But now she's partnered with Adidas. So it's just a rebranding. Got it. It's nothing new, y'all. Same People are like, why is her new album called Ivy Park? I'm like, well, because they're sweatpants. Um, calm, calm down. Nothing. It was like someone, they're like, did you see this? I'm like, yeah, that was like, you're like seven years late, dude. It's- same label as, uh, same same brand as Kanye. But yeah, but her stuff is cute and affordable. I'm like, his space... Her stuff Air is Bethlehem's. Affor- her stuff is affordable? I mean, more affordable than $350 space shoes. How much are her... You said sweatpants? I can't fit that stuff. I'm not... I don't care. I, okay. I, I'm not a fashion person. I'm one of those people. If it's stretch and it's in my budget, I'm going to buy it. I'm, I like Beyonce. I just... Oh, this is not my... Pop star clothing just does nothing for me. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, eh, whatever. Um... Have you followed this Michael Vick stuff? Yes. I actually have. I'm because a lot of people are outraged. I'm just like, y'all no, no. let it go. Yeah. Uh, you I, you have to. And I know I'm gonna say this before you go through your story. I know a lot of people well, are. I'm not gonna do to the story. Okay, good. Well, if you follow along, you understand what I'm saying. Yes, he did a bad thing. He has also done a lot of good stuff to help what he he had done. Yeah, and we'll put it that way. And as, I was living back home in Philadelphia, the area, when he when the Eagles signed him out of jail. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that you'll never be able to find on the internet because if he did, he did because what I put in my Facebook post yesterday, jail did to prison. Leavenworth did to him what the intention often is for prison to yeah. reform. So I'm just wondering if at some point we're going to have to bring this up as a larger discussion, but we'll leave it for that uh, for for there now. Uh, Juice World, the cause and manner of his death, his real name is Jared Anthony Higgins, are still pending. The Cook County Medical Examiner's Office has determined that additional studies are required to establish the cause and manner of the death for the 21-year-old. 
Additional studies include cardiac pathology, neuropathology, toxicology, and histology. Uh, as previously reported, he suffered a seizure at Chicago's Midway Airport early Sunday morning. And now here's where some of the juice, no pun intended, comes in from TMZ. The private jet he flew onto Chicago was loaded with 70 pounds of marijuana. Mm. And that's not the... That's not the part. I mean, yeah. that is what it is. And cops say people on the plane told them that the rapper had popped several pills prior to suffering seizures. According to law enforcement, several members of his team aboard the flight, which landed around 1 a.m. Sunday, told them Juice had taken several unknown pills prior to the seizures, which led to him getting rushed to the hospital. Further, TMZ was told one of Juice's associates told authorities that 21, so it's a person through a person, mm-hmm. um, told them that the rapper had a Percocet problem. Uh, law enforcement sources also told TMZ that a bottle of codeine cough syrup was found on the plane. Two men, Chris Long and Henry Dean, were arrested for possession of handguns. Cops recovered a total of three guns. I don't care about the guns. I don't right. care about the marijuana. I care about the unknown pills and the Percocets, yeah, which very likely could have caused... I, I don't know anything about seizures, but I'm guessing you know that's not stuff you should be doing, especially if you have some kind of medical I'll, I'll history. Say if, if he has a history of epilepsy, that's... And you always hear this, like, oh, they found a cocktail of pills in their body or a cocktail of foreign substance. Like, if you have epilepsy, there's a lot of um, medicine you have to steer clear from. Like, and it could have been this, he steered clear to them, but if he popped all them together, they made one super pill yeah. in his stomach and probably triggered something. And you got to keep in mind, when you're, epi- when you, if you do, I'm just saying, I don't even know. If he does have epilepsy or like a history of seizures, that altitude change in a plane too that Good messes point. with the brains and, and the nerves, blood and flow. Yeah, it met, so it's it seems like there's a lot of stuff that in this alleged stuff playing against his health, but it's just one of those things that we won't know until the autopsy comes out. And it he's dead. I just kind of hope it was just a an epileptic seizure, like instead of just tainting him as he was high as hell when drug he died. Abuser, yeah. Drug abuser. I, I, I like to, in a blanket way, go, I can't have sympathy for these people if they put this concoction mm-hmm. in their body. But then I step back and I go back into my, my mental health background and go, you don't know what this person was going yeah. through. And... And to be so young with all the pressures that was just put on him, like being named Billboard's top new artists. And it's, it's so sad because like, after you played his music, I went down a rabbit hole and went home and like looked him up. He seemed like a very good, fine, productive man of society. Like he didn't have any enemy. Like if we're gonna compare him to someone younger, like that Takashi X Nine person, he didn't have like any of that negative. That was a bad dude. I mean, but you know what I mean. Like every <laughs> yeah. every time you looked, it's like the Nip- Nipsey Hustle thing. Every time someone talks about him, they it was nothing negative. There's nothing said, ne- nothing negative said about him. We're in gift giving season. That's going to be one of the questions in our panel full of ladies. Prizes for you with that next. Q105. You know Eight fifteen here on the morning reboot with Q105 live at Foodtown Fresh Market for the Q Can Jam 2019. That's this Friday. We'd love for you to help us out to help out the Toledo Northwestern Ohio Food Bank. More details on our website, Q1055.com. It is panel full of ladies time. And first up is Megan, 34. Hi, Megan. Hi. Megan's 34, single with two kids. Is that right? Yes. Perfect. Also, we have Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Good morning. Morning. Jamie's 36, single, and two kids. We're up to four kids. And last up is Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Good morning. Hi. 
Amanda's 35, married, and two kids. We got a little league soccer team. Yes, we do. Yes. Yes, we do. Megan, you're first up. What's the worst gift, the most pathetic gift you've ever received? Um, I got a box of the Ferrero Rocher's chocolates as a gift. Mm. Those are like the they they look expensive chocolates, but they're not good. Oh okay. no, no, they're terrible. They're really they're just like, they're so gross. Like it would have been. No, they are so gross, and I know that they were regifted. <laughs> <laughs> like it would have been better off getting like a, a, a two pack of Reese's peanut butter cups. It would have been better getting one of those books of free gift certificates for McDonald's. Oh, I'm with her on that That's one. That's usable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jamie, what's the worst gift, the most pathetic gift you've ever received? I have to say it was like one of those gift sets you get from like the dollar stores and it's got like the spa stuff in it. Oh, and, like, yeah. like the sprays and the soap and they just smell so generic. Hmm. Was it like a white elephant gift or like a, a Santa yeah, exchange? Yeah, it was like a white elephant gift and then like you can't even... I got one for a secret Santa a few years ago, and it had a bath bomb in it. I was like, "Oh, let me use it. It's free." I dropped it in there. It just—it was like a stone. It didn't even dissolve. <laughs> Amanda, most pathetic gift you ever received? Um, one year, um, my husband works at a store where they have like a dancing Christmas bear. And for some reason, he thought it was a good idea to get me that for my Christmas present. <laughs> so I had a bear that danced and sang. For, and uh, our kids love it now, but when I got it, I'm like, why? Why did I have a dancing bear now? Hmm. Okay. Dancing bear. Dancing bear. Dancing Isn't that bear. also a, a board of things? I don't know. I think it is. It could I be. I think it is. Oh, Megan. Bird. Everybody's got two kids. So Megan, what was what was your first child's first words? Uh, like, and I, I mean, and I mean, it was like word, not sound. You you said dada. Oh well, yeah, I guess. But his first word was shit. Oh, oh cuss word. Come on. I don't want to have to well, dump. I- I'm sorry, but I dropped something, and I was like, oh. Don't say it again. Say it again. <laughs> Don't say it again. No, I, I, I won't. I was like, oh. And he was like, oh, and said it. And I was like, no, 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 no. So, yeah, his first word was. Mm-hmm. Memorable. <laughs> Jamie, what about your kids? And hopefully it's not a curse word. What were your first kids' first words? Uh, my oldest, the first thing she said was mama, mom. And my youngest. First thing she said was dad, and then after that it was shoe. Shoe, shoe, <laughs> shoes are important. Shoes are, shoes are very important. Uh, Amanda, what about you? Your oldest first words? Um, I can't remember her first words, but I remember her best word word was dog dog. Dog dog. Aw. Yeah, not, we had a dog, and she always called him dog dog. Not I love you. Those would be best words. And silence. <laughs> Last question. Uh, Megan, um, if uh, you were in, in Hollywood, which of these awards would you be most likely to win? Best actress, best supporting actress, or best director? Ooh, I'm going to have to say best actress because I can drop tears like 
on a dime. <laughs> okay. Jamie, what about you? Best actress, best supporting, or best director? I have to say, Best actress? Okay. Yeah. All right. And Amanda, what about you? Which one do you think you'd be most likely to win? Probably best director. How come? I'm not a fan of being in front of the camera, but I'm I'm pretty good at telling people what to do. Okay. So I could probably do that. Good answer. All right, ladies, hold on one second. Floyd, which would you win? I actually, probably best director. I like directing people as well. Okay. Like I like, can I do both? Can it be a triple threat? Okay, Ben Affleck. <laughs> uh, 820 with the morning reboot. We're going to dive back into movies with the trailer game. Um, I read a tweet yesterday that summed this up perfectly. Did we need a Jumanji 2? You, uh, you right. Movies that are books that you might have missed. We'll do that in the trailer game in less than 15 minutes. Eight thirty-two. The morning reboot on Q105. Good morning. It's Eric Chase, Floyd, our pop culture lightsaber dueling superhero. <laughs> Baby Jeff McGee. <laughs> Jeff McGinnis is here. Jeffy McGee. Hi, buddy. How are you guys doing this morning? We're good. This this man right here is almost all caught up on the uh, the new Star Wars head. Nice, nice. He and recognizes the memes. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what was left to recognize beyond Baby Yoda. I mean, basically, that's 99% of it at this point. I... I like the show. I like Baby Yoda's an added bonus, but I'm like the show's actually really good. Yeah, yeah. The thing of it is that what makes it interesting is that I wonder if Star Wars has oddly enough peaked too early this year because everybody's supposed to be all excited about next week being the release of Rise of Skywalker, and most Star Wars fans that I know of are either enraptured by the Mandalorian or enraptured by Jedi Fallen Order. So the new video game for those of you out there who don't know that. So basically I'm wondering if for a lot of people Star Wars is kind of fair, yeah. fair no. question. Yeah, yeah no, it's it going to be I, it's, it hasn't. <laughs> it hasn't. I'm I have ready. A theory to throw off you uh, throw at you off air, but we've got movies to get to because thankfully I have been waiting you talk about like the pinnacles of intellectual property. Uh-huh. Jumanji's, Jumanji's back. sequel returns. <laughs> wow. Well, the thing of it is that two years ago when Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle was released, and a lot of people, myself included, kind of put it, set it aside because, hey, it was coming out so close to Star Wars, so obviously it was going to get steamrolled. And Star Wars did do bigger numbers, but Jumanji ended up doing incredibly well in terms of holding up and holding on as, for a lot longer than Star Wars. Star Wars opened with a huge burst and then died pretty quickly. Jumanji was around for a long time and ended up becoming up until the more recent uh, Spider-Man movie, if memory serves, the highest grossing movie that Sony has ever made. So a sequel is inevitable, and now we have that sequel coming out this coming week, Jumanji The Next Level. But I think a lot of people might not remember that Jumanji, the original movie back from 1995, Mm. was based on a book. It's based on a children's book, a children's picture book, basically. It's not really not really a full-fledged novel, necessarily, but that was the source material. And so, for today on the trailer game, I decided that we are going to look at other movies that people may or may not remember are based on books. Are you, why are you hanging your head? Oh, I was getting in the zone. He's getting himself psyched because last week he thought he was going to lose and he ended up winning. That's so what a champion does. Yeah, so there you go. So, all right. <laughs> So we're going to look at movies that you didn't, or maybe didn't, know were based on books. And we start with number one on the list, please. It's Christmas Eve in L.A. California. Is Daddy coming home 
Hard. That is Die Hard. Die Hard was based on a book. In fact, it was based on a book that was a sequel. It was called Nothing Lasts Forever by an author named Roderick Thorpe. And it was released in 1978. It was a sequel to a book called The Detective, which had already been made into a movie starring, of all people, Frank Sinatra. Can you imagine... Die Hard with Frank Sinatra in the lead yeah. role. <laughs> the more you know. Yeah. So, but you know, it was ba- it was eventually adapted into the screenplay for Die Hard with a completely different set of characters and whatnot. And what's funny is that Die Hard Two was adapted from a completely different book that had nothing to do with Nothing Lasts Forever. So basically, the entire Die Hard franchise is founded off of. Completely different works. Nothing, so kind of, nothing good is usually original. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Eric, one, Floyd, nothing. We go to number two on the list, please. DreamWorks Pictures invites you to a land of fairy tales. Hey! Oh, no, 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 no. Dead girl off the table. Where are we supposed to put it? The bed's taken. Shrek. That's Shrek, yeah. What? That's a movie? Yeah, I mean, that's a book? Yeah, Shrek was originally a oh. book. And the artwork is like... Very primitive. It's by it's based upon a uh, children's book by an author named William Steig, and it kind of looks like a kid drew it, which oh, is kind okay. of the idea. It's basically you know a bunch of fairy tales getting mushed together with this one green ogre. And there's a vague similarity to the design of Shrek as he eventually came out, but really the you know the, it's different enough that most people would not recognize it except for the fact that the character's name is Shrek. So, okay. all right. So Eric Floyd tied at one apiece. We go to number three on the list, please. To put his family back together, Daniel Hillard needed a job and a decent home for his kids. How do you like it? Can't you just tell me Mrs. Doubtfire? That's Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) Based upon a book called Alias Madame Doubtfire. Mm. (laughs) Hello! Which was, was, again, a young adult book that got adapted into that screenplay and ended up becoming one of the most successful movies of Robin Williams' career. But, all right, so... Floyd, too. What are you looking at me like that for? Eric gets that look on his face, dear listener, when he realizes he might be overmatched. So- <laughs> never saw that one. You All never- right. Oh, it's good. It's good. I don't you would have ever seen- You would enjoy it. I don't think I've ever seen any Robin Williams movie. Oh, we're going to have to change that at some point. But anyway, so let's go to number four on the list, please. I'm 16, but until today, I was homeschooled. And then Eric by Africa. Hello, nope. Nope, this is Mean Girls, based That's off the book Queen Bee. Yeah, Queen Bees and Wannabes. <laughs> I read that book. Which is interesting because the book, as you know then, is not... A fiction book. It is a non-fiction mm-hmm. book looking at. You know, basically, it's a self-help book yeah, just... for kids trying to navigate through the the world of high school, and that's huh. what Tina Fey used as the basis for her screenplay mm-hmm. about Mean Girls. See, so nothing good is original. <laughs> if you're stealing from me, you're stealing twice. <laughs> <laughs> so Floyd, three, Eric, one. You still need. You can still win this, Eric. You can do it, Eric. Let's go to number five on the list, please. Who framed Roger Rabbit? That is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And that was based on a book entitled Who Censored Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's a it's interesting because the book the original book by an author named Gary Wolf is a look at comic strip characters, not cartoon characters. And it's a lot darker, obviously, than what uh, Disney would make with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But the basic thrust of it is the same. The idea of a f- fictional cartoon character or comic strip character being accused of a crime and then ultimately it's a really interesting idea and it kind of ended up blossoming into this whole big thing and I I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit that was one of my my kids she was so hot 
<laughs> I'm fairly certain that uh, Jessica Rabbit is the reason 99% of the men in my generation, the heterosexual men of my generation, end up having a thing for redheads. So <laughs> what year did that movie come out? 1988. Oh, Dude, wow. Grammy Bale took me to see that when I was nine years old. And mm. that probably supercharged me into puberty. <laughs> I saw it in movie theaters, too, when I was five. <laughs> Did my Grammy take you, too? No. <laughs> All right, so Floyd's already won, but we'll polish off the rest of the list. Let's go to number six on the list, please. This is the type of girl that Warner wants to marry. Legally Blonde! That is Legally Blonde, based upon the novel The Same Name by Amanda Brown, which was based upon her own experiences actually attending Harvard Law. So there's actually you know, kind of a bit of a, of a true story behind it, but not really. I mean, Elle Woods and Amanda Brown, I'm sure, are very different. Never seen that either. <laughs> I'm fairly certain you've never seen it. You, you, you've at least heard of Legally Blonde, or you've heard of the musical. By the way, a lot of these have ended up getting transformed into musicals. There's a Mrs. Doubtfire musical, there's a Mean Girls musical, and there's a Legally Bond musical, but I guarantee you this last one did not have a musical made of it. To me, being a gangster was better than being president of the United States. That's good, fellas. That is good, fellas. We, yeah, we, yeah, congratulations. You're kind of sort of on the board again. I had my air moment go, hmm, never seen it. <laughs> but it's an excellent movie. It's by, obviously, Martin Scorsese. And the book is called Wise Guy, which uh, was written by Nicholas Pelleggi based upon the true story of a gangster named Henry Hill. Now, every other name in the book is fictionalized, and every other name in the movie is fictionalized. Mm. But the story is basically true about what happened to this guy named Henry Hill, who passed away a few years ago, but he did indeed spend the rest of his life in the witness protection program after, you know, basically writing out every one of his friends in order to, you know, survive the life of being a gangster. Took me three nights to watch The Irishman. Three nights. I, I have not caught up with it yet. I don't have Netflix right now, unfortunately. So, but I want to see it because I am a Scorsese nut. So, uh, but congratulations. Floyd. Nice win. Thank you. Eight forty-one. Now we've got more to come. What to watch? Things to give you a heads up on before we wrap up today. Before nine o'clock on the morning reboot. Q one hundred five. Eight fifty-three. Final couple of minutes of the thick portion of the morning reboot. On Q105, it's Eric Chase and Floyd, our pop culture superhero, Jeff McGee, is here. Lots of trailers of things to look forward to in the next handful of months hit in the last week. It has been a massively overpowering era of trailers over the last few days. For those of you who have not checked out any of them, I highly recommend you jump on YouTube for at least the Black Widow trailer has hit, which is... I know that... Spider-Man, you know, they called it the 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 last of this era, but let's be honest here, everybody reacted to Avengers as the last of mm-hmm. the that phase and so in a lot of ways this is the first salvo for the next phase of whatever Marvel is going to be doing and it'll be interesting to see how people react to that. Yep. And speaking of female superheroes, Wonder Woman 84's first trailer hit as well. Mm. And if you have not seen that one yet, I highly recommend checking it out because it looks a lot of fun and they really do try and capture the era that uh, it's set in as well. It's not just a new Wonder Woman movie, it's a Wonder Woman movie really set and really trying to capture the feel of the 80s, so you want to check that out. I also want to give a shout out to a very funny looking trailer with Ryan Ryan Reynolds called Free Guy, (laughs) which I don't know if anybody has seen this trailer yet. It's basically him playing an NPC, non-player character, in an online shooter and finding out he is actually an NPC and starting to break the rules of his reality. So it's an interesting idea. And then, of course, yesterday, the Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer hit, which is the latest reboot of the Ghostbusters franchise. And not really a reboot, I guess, but what did you think? Did you guys watch it? 
it. I watched it. I kind of was just like, eh. It it was lackluster to me. It really was. The problem with it is, to me, is that it's not really capturing the spirit of what Mm. Ghostbusters was. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But Ghostbusters is really about the comedy. And this trailer didn't seem to really focus more on the spookiness than the comedy part of it. And then... I would elaborate on your effect, and, and when you see a Ghostbusters trailer, whether it's the one from the '80s or the one with like the all-female version, mm-hmm. like when it started, you knew it was a Ghostbusters yeah. movies, and you knew in some point in the trailer you were going to chuckle. This one, I kind of was just like, oh, I, 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 got, I, I felt like, like it was, I, I felt empty. like it was, I felt like it was leaning way too much on nostalgia oh, just to sure. get that, yeah. and so ultimately, it feels. I mean, they want to do, hey. They can do whatever they want with the franchise. If they want to try and make it like a Stranger Things ripoff with Ghostbusters yeah. as it's layered over I, top, that's a guess, best. Yeah, way including to the it. thin kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get that, but at the same time, you can't just jettison what the spirit of the original franchise was, which is basically jokes first, ghosts second. Yeah. This time around, it was ghosts first. I have no idea if there are jokes in this at all, so no. we'll have to see. But uh, in addition to all the trailers, there's a lot of new movies coming up that we can point out here as well. The, the rest of the year is not vacant. There's a lot of stuff going on out there. Like this coming weekend, in addition to Jumanji, we have the Black Christmas remake, which is a new horror movie that's coming mm. out. Like what's uh, uh, Krampus? And no, this one is all about a group of sorority girls who get attacked yeah, by... Yeah, I remember that back but in the But the thing of it is, is that this is the second remake. There was a 1970s version, which was basically, in a lot of ways, the very first slasher movie ever made. And then they made a remake in 2006, which a lot of people mm. may remember, and now there's this one. It seems like a little quick to be going back to the reboot well, but there you go. There's also Richard Jewell comes out this weekend, the new Clint Eastwood movie, based yeah. upon that true story. I did not put that... Actually, it was on my list of me and my dad to go see, and then I read read about the 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 ethos of it and uh, i crossed it off yeah pretty much so then the following week here's the interesting counter programming on december 20th is not just star wars they're bringing out cats that same day <laughs> and i'm <laughs> is the that, only is, person in america who's excited for that movie. i don't know i don't know a lot of your your you know grandma age uh, women who love Andrew Lloyd Webber will be all over that one. My demographic. I think there's actually a lot of intersection in the audience. The interesting thing is, is that a suicide mission to schedule against Star Wars or is that brilliant counter-programming? Is that going to draw out all the people that wouldn't go see Star Wars would come out to see Cats? We'll have to find out. We're going to see both. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) there you go. I mean, it's not not like an unknown, so there's something there. Yeah, there's still a franchise there. It's just a question is whether that franchise will draw enough, especially after so many people had such a negative reaction to that trailer. What do you do if your two favorite women that you look up to as a, however old you are, are Daisy Ridley and Taylor Swift? What do you (laughs) do you're you're off so go to both (laughs) right and then on christmas day there's also 1917 which i'm looking forward to it's got a lot of golden globe love Mm -hmm. for those of you don't know it's a movie basically it's filmed in one take or made to look like it's filmed in one take uh by sam mendez who's done a lot of really good directing uh, assignments over the years so if you want to check that one out and then also little women comes out on christmas day which is the greta gerwig version which she's getting a lot of hype for not getting nominated unfortunately because a lot of people were looking at it like she should have been nominated for Best Director for that and was not. And also, way down the depth chart, quality-wise, we have Spies in Disguise, which is the Will Smith and Tom Holland animated flick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm... Um, let's jump ahead. Can you explain, uh, because we got to wrap up with this last story. Floyd, do you know what Playmobil is? 
Yes. Yeah, what yeah, is yeah. it? Isn't that the basic Legos? Basically, yeah. It's yeah. Good. And just like basic Legos, they tried to make a movie out of it yeah. this past weekend, which ended up being historically bad of an How opening. Bad was it? It was this bad. It was released in over 2,000 theaters, and it made a grand total of $660,000. Shut up! Per screen, that is $280 per screen over an entire weekend. So we'll call it like 20 people It's a worse. It's worse than that because the, uh, the distributor decided that they were going to try and draw people in, not necessarily with the quality of the movie, but with cheap tickets. So mm. tickets in a lot of chains were only $5 each. And they drew in so few people that it ended up being the third lowest mass release ever. The other two are a couple of other you know, lesser-known uh, kids' movies you wouldn't know of. But for a movie like that, in this day and age, to get released, on a weekend, there was nothing else. There was nothing else that was going to draw for a lot of these, you know, in terms of like new stuff. And it got completely plastered by... I mean, Frozen 2, in its third weekend out at the box office, did 70 times what the Playmobil movie did. I, I didn't <laughs> even know that it's a knockoff Lego. No, it, they're not knockoff Legos. They're name brand, but like they're bigger blocks for like younger children. Uh, they're, they're basically like simple toys, basically. Uh, not nearly as creative as Lego, and they obviously don't have the same brand recognition as Lego. But people knew of them. And the fact that they were trying basically to make their own Lego movie franchise and be like, hey, we'll just make it out of this and, and it'll be the same thing. And no. Can I read that it cost $75 million to make? <laughs> yes, it did. Are you kidding me? <laughs> $75 million to make and it is currently on track to lose about $74 million. <laughs> So the, the, have mercy. So the opposite of that would be, I think Joker cost $50 million to mm -hmm. make, yep, and it made, made a, billion. a billion. Yep. So, it, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, as uh, always. It's 9.01. We're not done yet. Tweet, tweet, tweet. They didn't tweet it, but they sure liked it. The Morning Reboot's most liked tweet of the morning on Q105. Oh, no. There she is. You ready for me? Yeah. Next time you're afraid to share ideas, remember someone once said in a meeting, let's make a film with tornadoes full of sharks. Mm. That's your motivation for the mm, week. Got it. Um, so I need to go back because some people have dug this up. Uh, you're familiar with Jordan Strack? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think in the wake of uh, the Mac Media Days and, 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 and predictions for the college football season, July 22nd of... 2019, Jordan tweeted, if Toledo finishes fourth or lower in the West, I'll eat my shoe. This is insane. I believe they finished fourth or lower. So now I'm one of the people retweeting that to see if he will eat his shoe. <laughs> I'll bring the ranch. <laughs> uh, Dan Cummins did reply to that, his co-worker. Shoe, how about eat your toupee? <laughs> I had no idea that Jordan had fake hair. They're murdering. Oh, there's savages over there at WTOL. <laughs> Ruthless. Jordan, it's totally okay. Just shave that thing. Q105 studio.